Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to Slip the Picks, where we talk everything you need to know heading into the PLL week on the Barstool Sportsbook. Today is Friday, June 17th. I am Jordy. With me, as always, we've got Dukes and Billy Football on the mics. Uh, boys, we've got another big weekend of PLL action heading on this weekend. Uh, boys are going over to Long Island, but before fellas get going on the field on long island they're not in long island they're on it uh some pll action took place at the tribeca film festival which you two were uh, lucky enough to attend so how you boys feeling this weekend and uh especially after getting a, a chance to watch the premiere of fate of a sport uh billy you want to take it or well i kind of got invited to show billy how to like act on a red carpet because i'm the veteran of the two of us so I had to teach Billy the mannerisms, but I will say this: there was a picture taken of us on the red carpet. Not a big deal. There was a picture taken of us, and like, look, could me and Billy lose a couple of pounds? Sure, but that's not the problem. This fucking photograph made us look so fat and gross, and I had no option but to post it on my Instagram for clout. And it was the worst picture ever taken in human history. It was the one photo we got on the red carpet, and we looked terrible. Like, terrible. I look like I'm 300 pounds. Like, I, like, saw that photo. And, like, I've never tried to, like, look skinny in a photo before. Like, I've never done, like, the sorority arm thing or, like, the like done any angles. Like, I know people who do that. And ever since that photo has been taken, every time a photo has been taken of me since, I've, like, sucked in, like, raised my neck so I don't have a double chin. It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I look like I'm wearing I, – I, I didn't know what to wear to a red carpet, so I was like, I'm just going to wear a little party shirt, see what goes on. And uh, I looked like a couch. because <laughs> it, it, like, it was a patterned shirt, and, it, like, on me, it looked like it was a couch. You did look like a 90s couch, like a 1990s, like, carpet rug or, like – but it, overall, it was really cool event. Um, right on the water in Bat- Battery Park City, for people that don't know where that is, to New York City, uh, right by the Freedom Tower. It was sweet. It was a beautiful night. Great film. I think people are really going to like it. I honestly wish that it was like a 10-part docuseries so like they could like kind of like the F1 thing because I do think the non-common lacrosse player will watch that and be like, oh, shit, that, w- that was really cool. And this is like – it sounds like I'm just going to suck their dick because they invited us to this like cool event, but like genuinely speaking, like it was very good. It was a little bit better than crooked arrows. Yeah. Um, so I think, oh, I think they I mean, just, come on. <laughs> it just, it just, it, I mean, crooked arrows, I think a, probably like, I think when you think of best movies of all time, you're like Pulp Fiction, crooked arrows, fate of a sport, like they're all right there. So dude, dude, no, dude. overall. Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell them dropping that? at the after party and I was dying. I was like, hey, what do you think of the movie? And the dude's just like, way better than Crooked Arrows. I told Billy, I told Billy before the after party, I was like, I'm going to drop this all over the place. Like, I'm going to make Mike Rabel laugh his dick off. Mike walks in. He's like, what did you think? I was like, it was a bit better than Crooked Arrows. Mike's, Mike's howling. I see Paul. I don't say the joke. And I was like, it's too early. It's too early. Then we start talking to Paul like two hours later, very casually. And I was like, no, Paul. Yeah. Like, great movie. Like, have you ever seen crooked arrows? He's like, yeah. I was like, it was a little bit better than that. He was head over heels laughing. I really meet, I mean, me and the Rables have a relationship and a half now. Best, I mean, best three lacrosse movies of all time. Go. 
Vader was four, Crooked Arrows, and uh, Slip the Picks episode two. Yeah. Amer- <laughs> American Pie is, is right up there. Oh, that's a good one. No, what's the one? Is that American Pie? Where's the one? Like the... Stifler. Yeah, but not Stifler, but the one where there's like a rom-com with lacrosse. They're wearing blue jerseys. I totally forget what it is, though. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. It's American Pie. <laughs> well, they were wearing white jerseys white, white, with, white and blue with, with like yeah they were white and blue um not oh. not, a mo- not a movie but i'll throw teen wolf in there right doesn't teen wolf play lacrosse yes, yes. The, the well teen wolf was a movie but the teen wolf series okay so it's, it's a, a movie lacrosse movie adjacent yes so it's in the top five for sure yeah um a warrior's heart that was a, that was a good one um <laughs> Yeah, that was that that was a really good one. What was the other one that I've seen? Oh, oh, this is a this people might forget this, but prom the movie, that's a lacrosse movie. I'm not entirely sure if I would you might have skipped that error. That was like not a movie that won surprisingly it didn't win any Oscars. Fate of a sport might I mean it, it it might win best picture of the year. I think that people who don't like watch the cross will enjoy it better because they will have such an unbiased opinion towards all the characters and like what's going on. You know See, what the characters are real life. The characters is documentary. It's a documentary. I know, but like, I, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to do what drive to survive did for F1 in America. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree with that. I think that people are really good. And I think I like, I thought that there's not that many people out there besides like the, besides, yeah, actually no one, no one knows more about the PLL than me. And last night I was like, wow, there's a lot of shit that happened that I didn't really think about or that I didn't know went on behind the scenes. So it was cool. It was definitely really cool. I mean, the- it was, and Paul, Paul showed his vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, Paul's a psycho. Like, yeah, there bad. were some scenes that they kept in there where I was like, holy shit, I can't believe you guys kept that in. And then the second thing I was like, holy shit, I can't believe RJ didn't put that in the vlog to begin with. Like there was stuff where I was like, whoa, that was yeah. juicy. No spoilers, Rich, I spoil it. No, no, no spoilers. No. Well, so, so what, what is the deal with fate? Like is, it's going to be out for, for public consumption at some point. Someone's so I think that. I, yeah, I was hearing someone's going to buy it. Like, they're going to try to sell it to, like, Netflix, HBO, like, ESPN. I bet you it goes to ESPN because okay. that would just make sense. Yeah, like, I mean, just put on ESPN. I mean, plus, ESPN like, is just throwing a blank check to lacrosse all over the place. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but what what was, like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, believe it or not, I'm not a film festival guy. Don't, don't get brought <laughs> yeah. to any of those. But, like, so there were, I, I'm assuming a bunch of people that were there just for like random ass other films that were going on. Like what was, what was the general consensus? Do you think of like the entirety of the crowd? Like, do you think like, obviously you guys were eating it up because you're lacrosse fans. Like, do you think that the other people in the crowd were like, like, damn, like this is, this is pretty sick. I'm both like, I, I didn't expect, like, I was just like, Oh yeah, we're going in. Like, this is just like a cool event. Like, I don't really like, care like care too like i was kind of like oh i hope it's like a 45 minute doc and like yeah like it's cool I, i'm not like i was shocked by like the, the entire thing it was really really well done i think that like 
people that didn't don't watch or follow lacrosse that were there definitely liked it. Definitely liked it because yeah. there was also people you when you walk in, you, you think that there's gonna be like this whole red carpet and that people are just gonna immediately start start taking pictures of you. But the red carpet was like behind the screen and like wasn't that big. It was very much like it seemed like a pop-up movie. I don't know. There's because it was different than I thought, but I think there's movie theaters all around the city or like all around Tribeca or, or like the financial district. Right. So yeah, my vision of the Tribeca Film Festival was I I you know, I thought there was just like a bunch of showings in like one place and everyone goes, but it's a little more separate. But it was definitely in the festival and we walked the red carpet at the Tribeca Film Festival. We were cosplaying Entourage. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, okay. I, I guess that makes in in my mind it was just like everybody shows up on like one screen and it's almost like a show and tell. It's like okay, here's your movie, Same. and then it goes into a it's your movie. But that yeah, I feel like you guys would be there for like 18 hours if that were the case, and there weren't a whole bunch of different screens. So yeah, I mean that's I don't I don't I mean I I, I guess I understand why I thought it was that way, but that makes way more sense. So shout out to Tribeca Film Festival for figuring that out and not having my brain for that one. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, guy you're not in charge. It was a great venue. People who even didn't have tickets to the movie were watching it from uh, outside of the yeah, outside. So it, I think it did well. Like people were stopping and watching it who weren't lacrosse fans. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So we'll, and end of the day, we'll figure out who uh, snapped that photo of the three of you, and we'll make sure that they apologize on air. We'll bring them on to the next episode of Slip the Picks. I thought the boys look handsome, Billy. I thought your shirt looked great. You're going to a film festival. I, I think that that I think that that shirt plays for a film festival yeah. crowd. Dukes, the you looked you looked great. So don't uh, don't overthink it too much, there, boys. Oh, I'm not. The the amount of pictures. The best part about a PLL event is there's photographers. All- all over the place and you know that there's one good photo out there so oh, out there in like the dropbox world or somewhere there's a stunning picture of me and billy yeah. it just wasn't on the red carpet someone has i bet rj's just holding it ransom right now i think they i, I think, think that the bad one for for interaction for people calling all that i i totally agree I was gonna think that I was thinking that too. It looked like a fish, a fish lens. I think they purposely were like, let's get the part of my team fans just call him belly football. I mean, hey. I will say that it was he didn't do himself any favors last night. Immediately when we get to the after party, he starts looking for the snacks. Well he's, he's pocketing gold. We dinner. We didn't eat dinner. But if yeah. it wasn't for me looking fat as fuck, dudes would have looked even fatter as fuck. <laughs> Boys, I'll tell you what, this is just a, uh, I mean, this is a nice welcoming to you guys for, for getting up there a little bit in age. So, um, I, know. I, I mean, I mean, the older you get, the more, the more you have to try to not look like an absolute slob anytime a camera's around. So, uh, well, welcome to your first run in with that. Uh, but yeah, so obviously a, a big, big moment for the PLL on the big screen. Uh, but coming up this weekend on your screen, you can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your laptop. You can put it on the TV, wherever you're at. We've got four games coming up this weekend uh, at uh, in, in Hofstra. So Dukes right in the backyard there. I uh, believe you'll, you'll be there for at least one of the days, maybe both. Me and Billy. Me and Billy are going to be sitting on President's Row for Saturday. 
All right, so the boys will be in the building for the Saturday slate of games uh, coming up on Saturday at 6 p.m. We've got Water Dogs and Chrome. Uh, then after that at 8.45, it'll be the Atlas and the Whip Snakes. So over on the Barstool Sportsbook, uh, first game of the weekend, Water Dogs and Chrome. So the Water Dogs, they're obviously uh, coming off of pretty – uh, demoralizing loss uh, last weekend to the to the Whip Snakes, where they had themselves a nice little lead. They let the Whips come back all the way to force overtime, and then it was uh, Brad Smith with the overtime dagger. Uh, so the Water Dogs, they are right now uh, they're the they're the underdogs in this one. They're at plus one and a half on the spread and plus one hundred on the money line. Uh, Chrome. What, what a hot start to the season for the Chrome. Uh, they're coming off of a, a big time win last weekend where they just dismantled the Redwoods, pretty much forced the Redwoods to tap a 12-3 win over the Woods. Uh, we'll talk more about the Woods later because they are adding uh, a familiar face back to the lineup this week. Uh, but Chrome right now, they're minus one and a half and on the money line, they're at minus 127 over under on this one, pretty low at 22 and a half. So uh, boys, water dogs, they, uh, they probably need a nice little bounce back. They got to get that first win in the Sowers era. I don't want to keep calling it a curse. I love Michael Sowers. Think he's a great, great Philly guy. Would love for him to just start racking up some dubs, but until it happens, can uh, can't say that it's not a curse. And Chrome, Dukes, this is this is your squad. You're you're Captain Chrome, Captain yeah. Chrome back, been leading the Chrome March uh, all season long. So, how do you boys feel heading into this one? Chrome, you want to go first? You want me to? Dude, Chrome's a wagon. I mean, the last two weeks they just dominated, and doing that to the Redwoods when we talk. Well, we're talking about the Redwoods later, but the Redwoods need to win that game, and the Chrome absolutely dismantled. Did you just call last week a must win for the Redwoods? Yeah, remember we should be talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was letting. I, so, here's the thing. It, looking looking at it from my brain perspective, the Water Dogs are going to win because Michael Sowers isn't playing, and nothing makes sense. And that's how the PLL goes. Once you once you start counting out of the team, the punch in the face, they'll win this game. But. Realistically, wait, am, am I missing something? Is, is Sowers out of the lineup this week? Yes, 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 oh. yes, yes, yes. From what I understand, he's out. I mean, the Water Dogs have injuries all over the place. Let me let me read out who's out for them. But if Withers is out, where is this? So let me see if Withers is out because that's going to be a very, very big deciding factor. I, I probably should have pulled up the uh, the injury report before we started recording here. No, this uh, is tough, tough, tough radio, tough radio, tough radio. Tough radio. Uh, but okay, so yeah, Sowers, uh, his his injury is just be, medical. So yeah, they're probably like a HIPAA thing. But Water Dogs will be without Sowers, Withers, Savia, Denapoli, and Dylan Ward. So if you're looking at this, last week it was a one goal game. For the Water Dogs in a loss where they got shit pumped on the, at the faceoff X, Farrell's going to have his day. Like Farrell will give the Chrome the possessions they need, and this could potentially get ugly. But I, I'm almost labeling this as like the Water Dogs. It's not a it's not a must win, but we are very close to calling it a must win. Um, 
I think they're expected to lose. I just don't think that there's – they're just not going to get the possessions that they need. DeLuca played great last week. He's getting a lot of saves, but he's also seeing a lot of shots. The Water Dogs take a lot of shots. So they're going to have to get, like, maybe some two bombs from Mikey Schlosser. But my favorite play is the under. I like under 22 and a half here. And I'm taking Water Dogs' money line just because Michael Sowers isn't playing. But realistically, I think the Chrome probably win. But I'm taking the Water Dogs' money line. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a pretzel now trying to figure out what exactly you have. But Chrome. So, I, here – Replay. So I think that the Water Dogs are gonna win. So I'm taking Water Dogs money line because Sowers isn't playing. But I think the Chrome probably win. But dude, I'm taking dude, Water dude, Dogs money this line. This is the most boneheaded <laughs> fucking thing. I get what you're saying because I understand it. Basically, you're like, I like what you're really trying to say is you like the value of the Water Dogs winning and you think it's worth the chance that they will win. But Chrome is the sure pick. I think the Chrome's a lock, but I'm taking the Water Dogs on the principle that Michael Sowers is playing. Right. And you like the value. No value. There's no value. It's a plus 100. What is yeah. it? That's yeah, plus 100. I'd be shocked if the Water Dogs won. But, yeah, I'm taking Water Dogs, and I love the under. The under might be my play- favorite play. Mm. Billy? We had a long night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the Whip Snakes in the next game. Um, Atlas hasn't been too strong. They've been dominating. <laughs> I what? thought we were. I thought we were still we're talking. Still talking water dogs. Chrome. Chrome. Water dogs. I, I went already. I said Chrome. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. Yeah. all right. All right. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Atlas Whip Snakes. I actually like the Whip Snakes here. They are plus one twenty-five. I think this is the money dog lock. This is the uh, the money line bet I would take. Um, I think that the Atlas is tough and they do have huge domination with Trevor Baptiste on the X and their defense. But I feel like the whip snakes will be able to pull out this upset. Uh, and I like the value here for plus 125. I also think this is going to be an under game. My one under game of the week. Uh, I just have a feeling 24 and a half is a lot. And I don't think they're going to put up, I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle and hopefully the whip snakes can put up some points. I think Rambo will probably go off. So I really like betting on the whip snakes, especially when they're on the dogs. Yeah. I mean, they're both, open. both, both whip snakes games so far this season have gone with the under um, and this one, uh, you know, just so everyone at home knows. So over under on this one, 24 and a half um, Billy, I don't know if you just brought this up or not, but uh, Atlas minus one and a half uh, on the money line, minus 162 whip snakes at plus 125. Yep. Um yeah, I mean, a lot of low-scoring games, and by a lot, I mean two for the Whip Snakes so far this season. Uh, real quick, just to circle back to close out Chrome and Water Dogs, um, Dukes, I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't really bring this one up, just being the, the Long Island homer guy that you are. Uh, oh. But 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 just a, a, a huge, like, Connor Farrell, regardless of if Jake Withers was in the lineup or not, I think that Farrell was going to have himself a day, just this game being uh, at Hofstra. So he's obviously going to have a huge crowd for him. Uh, Scanone, he's a, he's a Long Island guy. Uh, Nick Turn, Long Island guy. Pretty sure Dylan Malloy, also a Long Island guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, just well, – yeah. just- just a lot of a lot of flids on this on this Chrome roster who are going to have to show out for their friends and family coming up to to Hofstra for this game. Um, so it'll just be like you know a bunch of 
uh, they'll hit their favorite deli before the game. They'll bring the cutlets in for halftime. Uh, Cause I'm pretty sure like you guys don't, you don't have like oranges at, at halftime. You just, just cut, cut just yeah, just, just cutlets. Um, so, I mean, these boys will be feeling right at home. Uh, and, and I, again, I mean, water dogs without sours, debatably a better team. Um, but that is a pretty, pretty heavy, uh, injury report that they are currently dealing with. So, uh, DiNapoli out, Sowers out, Withers out. So yeah, I, th- I think, uh, going to be a little bit too much for them to overcome. I like the Chrome in that one. Um, Billy, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I'm, I'm, you don't like, no one ever gets rich betting against Nick Saban, uh, the same way that no one will ever get rich betting against the Atlas this season. Um, Dukes, your thoughts on uh, Atlas Whip Snakes? Yeah, I got. I got. Here's my thoughts: the Atlas are going to win by five plus goals. It, I don't think this is going to be remotely close. The Whip Snakes have looked like shit the past two weeks, in my opinion. I think that this isn't the Whip Snakes team that we're accustomed to. Could they be great down the line? For sure, the talent's there. I think that this is leaning towards like sixteen to eight. I I think that like Nardella's capable to keep it close enough with Baptiste, but Trevor, Trevor seems like he, look, it's, it's early in the season. It's early in the season, but we could be looking at Baptiste MVP season. Dude, are you saying that the Atlas are going to do to the whip stakes, what they did to yes. the cannons, the worst team you think in the league? Yeah. I think the Atlas are going to do this all year long. You, you think they're I, – I, honestly, I thought Nardella, uh, uh, at least two seasons ago, last season he was good. I think he was the MVP of the league. He, he, his face-off domination and his percentages of win rate was so dominant. And even though Trevor Baptiste is, like, one of the best face-off guys, I think Nardella will be able to sort of neutralize him into just making it not him dominating uh, possession. It's going to like turn like a Trevor Baptiste is, you know, going to be dominating possession to, oh, it's more of a 50 50 than anyone just winning in a lopsided face off. But I think going forward, the whip snakes are the best value for money line. Sort of in the same thought process with Dukes was like, I'm taking the water dogs, but the chrome are going to win. I'm taking the whip snakes. And, but I'm not as confident that the Atlas are the sure pick to win. I'll be. I would be willing to bet my spot on this show that the whip snakes don't win this weekend. Really? Yes. I'm that confident. I'm that, I'm that confident. I think that the, they, they are just not the team that we've seen throughout like the past three years. The defense doesn't look like the defense. Kyle Burnlore is inconsistent. He's not, he was the goal goalie of the year. They they used to have the attackman of the year, the faceoff man of the year, the goalie of the year. And you could argue the best defenseman in the league. That doesn't look true at any regard anymore. The Atlas, on the other hand, the Atlas, on the other hand, probably have. If you if you were starting a if you were starting a draft, like with just any players, like taking in consideration age and everything, you could argue that the Atlas have five people that you draft in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I mean. So, all right. So, who, who are we, we're going? Teat. We're going Gray. We're going Baptiste. We're going um, Castable. Yeah, Castable. And then, uh, I mean, I, I I like 
I like CVR right now. Like that's, that's who I would go with my fifth. I don't know who you were leaning towards with your fifth. It was anybody. I was like, I was like, okay. you like in Canon that much. You know what I mean? Like it was like the oh, fifth yeah. was just there, but like argue, but like, I don't know where, where the needs are, but like the Atlas, I think the people are like, Billy's been big on like, oh, the Redwoods have all the talent in the league. Like the Redwoods have all these names. Like, no, I think the Atlas have all the names. The Atlas have everybody right now. Like these are the names in the sport. These are the names that will stay in the sport. Um, they're not washed up. They're young. Like they, they can actually treat this like a professional career. So <clears throat> I think the Atlas are a wagon. I've been so impressed with what they've done throughout the first two weeks. Not impressed by the whip six wins at all, especially from how much they dominated the faceoff X last week against the water dogs. Only to get a one goal victory. I think that this is, this is, this is Atlas big, big. Yeah. If I could take the all spread, I take the all spread. Um, yeah, I mean, like that, I mean, the Atlas also too, like they just put up so many shots a game. Um, and for a guy like Burnlore, like it, it is a lot of volume to have to deal with. And a lot of like, not a lot of those, but like, like, again, like you're getting shot on that many times. And like from these lethal shooters, like they're going to drop. Um, and yeah, I, I just don't think I can st- still can't really um, fully grade how the whip snakes look this year until Zed Williams yeah. comes back into the lineup because he is, he does mean like that much to their offense and how they go. Um, you know, because the moment that you have to focus more on Zed, you can focus less on Rambo. And then you, when you focus, you know, less on Rambo, that, yeah. that means now you have to focus less on Jay Carlson. And then it, just the whole trickle down effect um, of getting guys open. So I, I think had Zed Williams, like had that NLL championship been wrapped up, um, I would agree with Billy where I think like the whip snakes are, are a good value in this one. Um, I don't think that the value would be the same if Zed was in this lineup. Um, but what I'm getting at here is like that, that would be a game where like they're like, ch- like quote unquote championship pedigree would kind of help them out in this game against like an absolutely loaded Atlas team. Um, but because he's not there yeah, I'm, I'm just going, I'm, I'm taking the easy way out and I'm going Atlas. I don't think it'll be as much of a shit pumping, like a 16 to eight. Like I think it could be like a 13 to 10 type of thing where, um, you know, cause yeah, like that, that whip snakes defense is still very good. Um, so like, I, I don't, and, and the, the face-off battle will even out some things. So maybe the Atlas won't get as many shots as they typically do. Um, but I don't know. It just, if, if the whip snakes can't figure out a way to get a few more guys to eat offensively, um, obviously last week was Jay Carlson, but like you need a few more guys to get themselves going against this Atlas team. If you want to keep up with them offensively. And I just don't see that being the case. So, um, I, I like, yeah, I, I like the Atlas in this one. Um, but I also like the under. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to lock in Atlas minus one and a half and the over, but Woo! Should I say it? I, I would. I Atlas, would. Atlas, Atlas is a five plum play. It is five plums, five plums on this. You had to leave the show if if they lose. I'll take a week. I'll, I'll take a week off the show if I'm wrong. You if haven't they, been they, for for anyone for anyone tracking at home. You haven't been wrong yet, have you? No, I'm zero and zero. I'm on to Cincinnati. <laughs> um. All right. Well, so, uh, all right. So just to recap for the Saturday games, uh, water dogs and Chrome, it, it 
seems like, uh, I mean, Billy and I were both leaning Chrome uh, Dukes. You kind of had like every which way on this one, but I think at the end of the day, you said, Chrome. let me break it down. Let me break it down. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if the third time through is going to make I'm it. Joking, I'm, joking, I'm, joking, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, no, but right, and then I'm for, taking uh, the water dogs. All right. So, all right. So two Chrome and a water dogs for Duke and, the then, dogs. and then uh, with the Atlas and the whip snakes, the eight forty five game uh, Dukes and I both on the Atlas, but Billy think the, the whip snakes, the power yeah. play here with the value. Uh, and listen, I mean, Billy, you, you were, you were getting some guff with, uh, with, with your Redwoods takes before last week. And it turns out justice for Billy hashtag Billy was right. So uh, we'll see how this one shakes out on the eight forty five game uh, right. on Saturday. So, Chaos are going to shit pump them. Redwood oh. can't score, and they're especially not going to score on Blaze Roy. So yeah, well, so that that does that brings us into the Saturday slate of games. Uh, One p.m. I believe that this game, uh, this is going to be on. Uh, oh wait, hold up. So I, I guess I guess these yes. games these games got flipped around a little bit. So uh, New schedule here. So 1 p.m. Eastern, we've got Archers and Cannons. That game will be on ABC. And then 4 p.m., we've got the Redwoods taking on the Chaos. So uh, Archers and Cannons, they are both one and one on the season. Uh, Archers, um, I mean, th- this this is a game where, uh, well, first, I, I think that Grant Ament should be back in the lineup. So Dukes, from, from his Instagram story, at least, so – Grand Amen on Instagram put out a little story. He's got his cleats on and he's on. The, so that can only mean that, he, that he's coming back. Um, so the addition of Grand Amen, I know that the archers haven't necessarily looked like world beaters uh, so far this season. And maybe that's a good thing because they did look like world beaters in the regular season last year, only to just fizzle out in the playoffs. Uh, but if we've got the, uh, the archers right now, minus one and a half, uh, and on the money line, minus 195, taking on the Cannons, who are your, uh, um, your, the most hated team in the league for you. It's, it seems like you just despise this team from top Stop to bottom. You just, you cannot stand this team. Uh, you, you wish nothing but the worst upon them. Uh, but the Cannons, they're, they're one and one, but they're coming off of a tough showing against the Atlas last week. Uh, so which, which of these teams do you think comes out on top on Sunday on ABC? I'm calling a timeout on this BS. I, I'm going to get labeled as like the cannons hater, and I don't want this bad juju in my pocket. I, some people I never say, said it. Some people say it's because Lyle Thompson's on the team. That, that's why I hate the cannons? Yeah. You said this is a thing against the creator? Yeah. Uh, I think all, right, all right, I'm down. <laughs> all right, I'm down. Uh, no, but is Lyle going to play? Is that uh, like out yet? I, I was trying to look at the uh, – So question, questionable. Oh, well, that's going to be then my then my pick is questionable. I will say this. I'm kind of liking the cannons in this game. I'm kind of liking the cannons. Are you serious? I'm I'm liking, not loving. It's like if if we're going off like a Cold Stone Creamery scale, like like it, love it, gotta have it. I don't know. I'm think I'm thinking. No, it's the archers. Are you kidding me? Yeah, fucking suck. They're gonna finish last in the league. That was a bit. That was a bit for your kid. Yeah, yeah. But I will. Do you think so? Stephen Kelly's going against the archers. He's with the cannons right now. Face off guy. That's the only thing that worries me. Is it revenge games? I hate revenge games against former teams. 
especially when you get traded from the team, especially when you were looked at to be the reason why you guys stunk in the playoffs. True. True. Uh, but but Anasio will be in the building, so the, but new face off rules not adjusted. We talked about this kind of, so like I'm a little worried about that. If we're just going based off talent, six on six, I like the archers in the six on six battle. I think they're two teams that are like play very well, six on six settled situations. I see this one going like 11 10, so I actually like the under in this. Um, I'll go. We'll play it safe. I'll go Archer's money line and under 24 and a half. You like the value on the Archer's money line? No, I hate it. But if I had to give a pick, I'd give Archer's money line. Like I don't like I don't like the minus one and a half enough. I think this one could go to overtime. As you've seen in this league, like honestly, looking like archers are gonna win, but value-wise, I kind of like cannons to cover. Plus Plus one ten. Yeah, I mean, if they keep it within a goal, if it's overtime, right? They keep it within a goal, they lose by one. That's there. You know what I'm waiting for? This is just gambling talk, just guys talking gambling. I'm waiting for some guy to have, like, cannons plus one and a half going into overtime, being like, yep, got this locked up. And then all of a sudden, somebody just hits a freaking two-bomb to win it. (laughs) That's going to be – when that happens, that's going to be a really bad beat. That's going to be That's a really, terrible. really bad beat. Dude. I'm looking forward to it. Have, well, have, wait. have we had any any bad beats in uh, in the league so far this this, this summer? This season? Not yeah. this – not no. But last year, week one, there was probably like one of the worst beats I've ever seen in any sport ever. It was Timmy Troutner. Like I think it was like for the over-under, but Timmy Troutner just full field chucked it, just like getting the ball out like yeah. at, the end of, at the end of a scramble, and it just – into the goal and they didn't count it like it was fully a goal yeah it was a fully a two-point goal and they just didn't count it is it two points in overtime have they actually counted two points in overtime i mean i I guess you you would have to you count three pointers in basketball i know that's one of those things that like they might not do the stats properly no they they'd have to it it would have to they do you know it would cause such a stir with you know, money on the line. But, but, but like in, in, in overtime though, like maybe you can only win, like if there could be a built-in rule just for like scoring differential where you yeah. can't like get that extra, like it's sudden death by one. We'd actually, yeah. we, we'll, we'll have to bring, we'll have to bring Paul on the podcast to discuss yeah. that one. Cause yeah, that's, also- Billy, you bring up a good point. I actually, I don't know of any games that have been won with a two bomb. So we haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And it might be like, you know, at the end of football games, when they score in regulation, when they sometimes just don't kick the extra point, like could be one of those situations. Uh, Fair point. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not a fair point. It's definitely a fair point. Valid argument. If that's the rule, I'm printing out the shirts, Rabel out. I'm just gonna be like, you gotta be out of the league as a commissioner. Like that is the stupidest rule of all time. Like I like I'm not a hater, but trust me, I will become a day one hater. Like I will be in the comments having troll accounts being like, change the rules, change the rules, change the rules. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, going back to the movie real quick, being the commissioner of a league and playing in the league, like imagine if Roger Goodell played in the NFL, how much shit he would get on the field. And literally, that's what Rabel had to do. 
What position do you think Roger would play? Uh, he'd be a long well, snapper. <laughs> his dad would probably be the coach and he'd be the quarterback. I, I, I could see him just being just a brutal linebacker, like just so bad, but a line, like just rocking like 54, just like smacking his helmet before every play, yeah. ready to like, and then just getting <laughs> fucked up by a block. Like John Favreau in the replacements. Yeah. I got the ball. I got, yeah, the, I got ball. the ball. <laughs> Except he'd just be like getting carried off the field. Yeah. But but he would bring that energy. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it definitely it is definitely wild thinking back. Like obviously this is this is a, a, a side note here, but yeah, like thinking back on it, playing in the league that you're also like a, a commissioner of um, definitely. I mean, we, we, we saw how it played out like the past couple of years with, you know, a couple questionable moments here and there. Um, I also can't imagine like being like a, uh, a poll and like having to like make the, the business decision on like whether or not you're going to hack the fuck out of his elbows um, and like help your team win. Or if like, you just don't want to piss off the commissioner. So I would actually, we, we, we got to bring, we got to bring more, uh, more polls on the show and just kind of Ask them about that one. Oh my god! Yeah, we should. Well, we should that, probably get. We should probably get Rowlett on the on the show again. Yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. Yeah, he was a great interview. Great. We should interview. have Bill, We should, we should have Billy. <laughs> I'd love to see Billy and Jack talk. Like just like lock them in a room and talk. Cameras. Yeah, I think you um, like him. He's a funny dude. Uh, but yeah, in in this one. I, I do I do think the cannons to cover it's good juice good juice on that one and I could definitely see it um, I'm not crazy though about either like the, the only thing that I am crazy about here is the over I think you bring Grand Amen into this lineup you put him on ABC I think he's going to do some special stuff he's going to have a lot of crazy assists where like there's nothing that any defense can do to stop uh, some of the passes that that Grant will be slinging um, and then again like kind of the same thing with bringing Zed Williams back. Like you think about how much you then have to worry about Grant Ament, all of a sudden that opens up some more shit for Tom Schreiber to do Tom Schreiber things. Um, so I think that this, this Archer's offense, they will get themselves buzzing as long as Grant Ament actually does play. But again, it, from the Instagram story, it looks like he will be um, even, even Lyle, like if Lyle's playing, I love the over even more. Um, even if he's not though, like, I'm, I don't know, like Ar- Archer's deep. So like, what like I'm trying to think about like who like Graham Hasek would go up against like I'd maybe just put him on Asher and just kind of um welcome it, to the league him yeah like welcome to the league Asher if Lyle's not playing um you know and, and Ratliff will do well with with any of those middies but I still I like this Cannons um offense I've said that a few few weeks in a row uh Ryan Drenner Shane Jackson both guys who can get themselves on the board so I love the over in this one not exactly crazy either way about which team will come out on top and I, I don't have any more takes on the Cannons Archers game I'm just gonna say I like the Cannons just as a team and a makeup um they're not as bad as I thought they were they're probably going to end up being like the best worst team ever. Uh, I would right now say that that would be the, the the chaos. Whoa. The, the, the other C team. Um, I mean, chaos right now might be the best Owen two team there ever was. Uh, so, I mean, they had their first week game where 
They built up a nice little lead for themselves against the whip snakes. And unfortunately they weren't able to hold on to that one. Uh, and then, uh, last week taking on the archers. I mean, they, they scratched and they clawed their way back. Uh, it was a two goal game with just two minutes to go. Uh, and then the archers were able to hammer home a couple empty netters to make that one look a little bit worse than it actually was. Uh, but so the chaos right now, so they're Owen two, uh, but they're one and one against the spread and they've looked like they've had a chance to win both of their games so far this season. And they will be taking on the Redwoods this week. Uh, so chaos right now, they're plus one and a half. Again, still without all those bandits guys, they've got one more week left of the NLL championship. Uh, the Redwoods right now, just after getting completely demoralized last week, 12 to three, they're favored minus one and a half. Uh, but you know, the, the value on that one is at plus 125. Uh, both of these teams on the money line at minus 113. And then the over under set at 22 and a half. So uh, chaos, they've, they've looked dangerous at times, even without their heavy hitters like Josh Byrne, Dane Smith. Um, we still haven't been able to see Dehoka play in the PLL, but once he does, I'm sure that he'll break out a ton of highlight reels every time he touches the ball. Uh, Redwoods, like they're coming into this game the tails probably tucked between their legs. They might come out with a little bit of bark just to show that they have some signs of life, but the tails got to be between the legs. Um, they are bringing back Sergio Salcido uh, from the player pool. So uh, both surges on, on this Redwoods offense. Uh, so bring him back after trading him to the chaos. So potentially a revenge game for Salcido but also a revenge against the Redwoods. Dukes, where, where do you put the revenge on this one at? Revenge is all over the place. Revenge. Left, 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 right, up, down. It's revenge everywhere. No, seriously. Like you look to the left of you, the coach that traded you away. You look to the right of you, the coach that sent you to the player pool. I mean, there's revenge to be had. And it's going to happen at Hofstra at 4 p.m. on Saturday. I'm fired up for it. But I know where Billy's going to go. I know where Billy's going to go with this. He's probably going to say the Redwoods are going to lose by a million because their offense sucks. And let me tell you this, their offense does suck. But <laughs> I, I do think that they get this done. I think that they kind of have to look around the locker room and realize that if they start over three, people are going to get started. Get, like people are going to have to get traded, in my opinion. I don't really think that you have – there's not enough weeks in the season. It's a pretty short season. You can't just like – you don't have any time to waste. Um. But, yeah, I'm going to go Redwoods minus one and a half, actually. And I'm going to go over 22 and a half. Um, the offense looks a little bit lost. Uh, we, we've alluded to it. There's just too many initiators, not enough finishers on this team. Hopefully, Sergio Salcido could open some things up for this offense, which will allow passing lanes for Miles Jones, which saw him thrive in last year um, with his – ability to pass, but they just need to keep it simple. Um, it seems like they were overcomplicating things the past couple of weeks. I mean, three goals in a PLL game is fucking atrocious. Um, it can't literally cannot get worse than that. So let's, let's hope for more goals, more. What is it? What does the six flags guy say? More flags, more fun, more goals, more fun. I'm taking the over in the Redwoods. Billy? Redwoods are dead. That's it. Redwoods are dead to me. 
Yeah, but then you met Kyle Harrison last night, and you were like, oh, my God, I love your stick. You like, Did you just say you love his <laughs> were, were you talking about the crankshaft? Yeah. I, I, they need to bring it. You know what? So, all right. So, uh, when, uh, so Paul was recently on part of my take. Uh, so if you guys haven't heard that interview, make sure that you go back and you listen to the part of my take episode with Paul Rabel. Uh, but on the show, he had mentioned where, uh, with, with the all-star game format, uh, they're going to take like basically fan recommendations on the way that the game should be like rules and, and yeah. stuff like, I think one rule should be that uh, if if you score, if your team scores three goals in a row, you all get to use crankshafts, like kind of like uh, like like in the vi- like video games where you score three goals in a row, and now your your players are on fire and they have like just like uh, just maxed out stats. Like if if you score three goals in a row, everyone should be able to to use a crankshaft and now all of a sudden everyone's just gassing the ball like 120 oh. miles an hour what was the advantage of the crankshaft did it actually make you shoot faster i know for a fact it did I, i'm i'm gonna venture to guess that there was probably some sort of science that said that it did whether or not that actually worked out who knows like it was that was just like a wild time for lacrosse gear everywhere where like people were like all these companies were just coming up with wild things to like, to make it seem like lacrosse was advancing their technology. And I think it was just like people just like getting drunk one night and being like, yo, well, no, it'd be sick. Like if we just bent the shaft. Uh, do you want me to explain it to you? The, like the science behind it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh. Here we go. I, th- right. I think I think I think the listeners need need this. <laughs> Wait, uh, time out on the crankshaft. Did you guys ever see the crankshaft 2.0 where it was just the the, the stick was more bent? Like it was like tw- <laughs> two or two more degrees. It was crazy. They just kept bending the stick. I was like, holy shit, this is just gonna be like like nothing. The, the limit but does not exist. I think that the bent shaft made it lighter. And I think that the aerodynamics when you went with the three-fourths shot. It increased it by like two miles per hour. That makes zero sense. Look Why would Ben make it lighter? I it's something with like the special head because you could you could only get the crankshaft with the K eighteen head. That was the problem with the crankshaft is that they only you had to buy the K eighteen head with the K eighteen shaft. If you yeah. could just get like a like an Evo two with a crankshaft, I would I probably would have been D one. For sure. I'm, 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 I'm going to venture to guess that like the thinking behind it was just that the bent was the bend was going to make it like just way more of like a cat. Like you'd get more, oh, yeah, that more makes- velocity on the shot from it being back a little bit further. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I've never heard anyone say that it was lighter, but yeah, I, 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 I like the thinking. Also, I don't want to get a long pull. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, if anybody out there has a long pole crankshaft, give it to me. I'll buy it for $300. How much do you think you'd shoot with that thing? Uh, what does Jared Newman shoot? 121. 122. Well, either way, uh, all-star game. You see this game... belly last night? You see this that? belly? I got a lot of torque. I got a lot of torque in this belly. You see that picture last night? What 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 is speed is mass and no. Yes, mass times volume uh, equals speed. 
No. no. <laughs> Force equals mass times acceleration. There you go. You're bringing a lot of a lot of force behind that shot. Um, but yeah, does. so SCX, if you're listening to this right now, which we know that you are, um, for the all-star game, just make sure that you, uh, get, get the boys some crankshafts. And, uh, I, th- I think three goals in a row is a, is a fair assessment. Um, I, what the hell were we talking about though, where we got onto that tangent? Um, oh, we were talking about how the Redwoods are dead, but then Billy, you met Kyle Harrison and, and you like to stick. Um, no, I, I agree with the assessment. I think that the Redwoods are dead. Um, I, th- I just think, I don't know, this, this chaos team has, has been able to, uh, again, we're, we're not crazy about the whip snakes. I get it, but it's still a, a top level team. Um, and they were able to get out to that lead against them. Um, the archers also on, on that same, that same, you know, they're not at the same tier as the Atlas, but like they're both of those teams right underneath. And what we've been able to see the chaos do with those teams, um, you know, I think that they're going to be able to get themselves out to a nice little lead, get Austin Stotts running a little bit more, um, get him more involved. And I think they won't necessarily have to worry nearly as much, um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, the, the Redwoods making a comeback the same way that the whip snakes did, just because like, you look at this chaos defense, they're, they're missing Ian McKay, but other than that, like they're still pretty much the same unit that they're going to be the whole season. Um, so Jack Rowlett and Jared Newman, like the way that the Redwoods play ball, it's, it's a lot of just initiators, a lot of guys who are going to get it done by themselves, um, so they're going to have to win those one-on-one matchups. And I think that this chaos defense is going to be really tough for them to do that. You need those off ball fit. Like you need like a, a Jay Carlson, uh, type of guy who's going to get himself open and be able to finish the ball against this team. Don't love the, the guys that the Redwoods have to, to do that, um, in this game. So I don't think, you know, I think as long as the chaos are able to get themselves to a nice little lead, I think that they'll be able to hold them off pretty easily. Um, and the longer this game goes on where the Redwoods are losing, the more demoralized that they'll be. So I like, I love the chaos in this one. Um, as far as the over under is concerned. Um, so, so, so what's the number at here again? So, uh, Redwoods minus one and a half, uh, both teams on the money line at minus one thirteen. over under 22 and a half. I actually, I like the over in this one. So give me, uh, give me, give me chaos, chaos on the, uh, on the money line and the over. Yeah. I'm Redwoods and the, I'm Redwoods and the over too. Billy chaos and the over as well. <laughs> He went from being the Redwoods' biggest fan to biggest hater I know. in a matter of two weeks. I just started getting pissed on how like egregious it is for them to be bad. Fool, <laughs> fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice. You can't get fooled again. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. Redwoods, you, you you do it two weeks in a row. Guess what? You're dead to all of us besides Dukes. Um, think it's going to be three in a wood for the Redwoods and it's going to be a long summer for the boys. Uh, but yeah, so those are your four games this weekend uh, on Long Island. So the two Saturday games on ESPN plus the first game on Sunday on ABC and then rounding out the weekend with Redwoods and chaos at uh, on ESPN plus uh, Dukes and Billy, you guys will be uh, at Hofstra for Saturday. So everybody, uh, 
if you're making your way on over to the stadium, make sure you say hi to, to Billy and, and to Dukes and make sure you tell them that they look handsome. They don't look that fat. Uh, if you're going to take pictures of them, make sure you get flattering angles because uh, the, the morale could use a boost right now. Uh, and anything else before we close this one out? Um, dude, yeah, uh, your, 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 your five plum play. Like what, what was that one again? Five plum play. I have a five plum play on the Atlas minus one and a half. Absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Um, but yeah, if you see me or Billy, say what's up. Tell us our picks suck. Um, don't buy Billy beer. Don't buy Billy any beer. Buy me the beer if you see me. Well, buy both of us beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the other beer garden at Hofstra, thank God. We uh, found out last night. I was pumped. Also, uh, look out for the Rabel and Top Cheese bets coming out probably on Friday. Uh, in the Barstool Sportsbook. All right, Barstool Sportsbook, the number one place in the world to put your bets in for the PLL and slip the picks, at least a top 100 PLL gambling podcast on the planet. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for all those coming up. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter and so and uh, Instagram. We are at the crease dive there. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Hopefully you're watching this on YouTube right now. Uh, if you are, and you're not subscribed do the boys a favor, just hit that little subscribe button. Doesn't, doesn't cost you anything. It's free 99. Uh, and then in the meantime, we'll be keeping it a low to high until the day we die. We out. Sub, sub. Bottle of white. Bottle of red, perhaps a bottle of rose instead. Get a table near the street in our old familiar place. You and I face to face. Mm-hmm. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. It all depends upon your appetite I'll meet you anytime you want In our Italian restaurant Time.